Welcome to Slow Wisdom, a podcast where insight meets entertainment. We're your hosts, Lois and Latifa. Yes to entertainment, Lois. Yes to insights, but I'm here for the chit chat. I'm here for the laughter, a bit of sarcasm, and a lot of things in between. But we would like to invite you to enjoy some slow wisdom as we cultivate and emphasize on empathy amongst all of us from different backgrounds, generations, and perspectives. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome again to another day, another session with Lewis and I on Slow Wisdom. So what we're going to talk about today is one of the ultimate equalizers that unites us all Mm -hmm. and yet remains to be shrouded by so much sorrow and numbness and pain and anger all in its glorious, absolute certainty. Mm. So today we're going to grab our metaphorical shovels and start digging into the complexities, emotions, and beauty that lies within the great mystery that is life and death. Ooh. Yeah, I think I think that was uh, that was deep, but it was very very well said. I couldn't have said it any better myself, actually. I mean, yeah, but if 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 I'm being honest, I think since we're living life as we know it and as it is right now, mm-hmm. I feel like our entire conversation it is it is justifiable for it to lean more towards the other, you know, yeah, as well, yeah, yeah. because it's like the the one thing that people speak of in hushed tones. Mm. Unfortunately, um, first of all, how are you doing, Lewis? You doing good? <laughs> it's a nice way. It's a nice segue. Um, I don't know if it's a nice segue, but it's a nice way to actually start a topic and then uh, talk about how deep it is, and then be like, "Oh, hey, how are you doing?" Oh, no, I'm doing, I'm doing quite great actually. Um, these things, as you said, they are definitely. Um, I mean, I don't know if life is the mystery or death is the mystery. So I don't know. Like I don't know where we're gonna go with this topic. It actually matters because do we even know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come the answer, on. The answer should just be yes. Yes, like <laughs> yes. Remember, do you know that saying? And I probably should have looked it up on who's what the source is. You know, um, mm-hmm. the beautiful lie um, and the ugly truth. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've heard that saying, but I cannot also remember the source. Yeah, but we're giving credit to whoever said it, and it's true. I don't know why people should refer to death as the ugly truth, though. I suppose it's the truth because it's definitive, and it's Mm. said it will happen. Mm -hmm. And it's ugly because... Of the memories. The memories aren't ugly. Try again. the The memories aren't ugly, but it's because... The memories are the ones that make it ugly because you remember the person even when they are not there anymore. And because of that, right, I think that is what hurts people. That's why I say it was ugly because what hurts is that you have the memories but not the person. So it can't be the ugly truth. Death Mm -hmm. itself is not the ugliness. I'm I'm, this is me advocate. I'm not advo- like, oh my gosh, I almost said I'm advocating. <laughs> you were going to say you're advocating death. Please, somebody, somebody go get a checkup for my friend, please. Some of my, <laughs> my, age. my yep. friend needs to be checked, please. I don't know what's happening. It's not me, or what? Um, 
So what I was going to say is, you know, have you ever been in a set in a setup mm. like you're having dinner with your friends or your family and you're laughing, mm. life is good and all of that jazz and somebody suddenly brings up a topic surrounding death Ooh, and yeah. then suddenly it's quiet, someone just drops something and then someone just coughs and it's crickets basically. All because mm-hmm. the topic is rendered to be morbid like it, don't be morbid more, uh, morbid yeah. more of a taboo thing right yeah this is a happy occasion why are we talking about death yeah like uh, people don't usually talk about death until the death occurred right yes i mean that is when it is okay i wonder if it is a societal thing that mm. is when it is okay to speak to talk about. about death correct yes and i say it is very unfortunate mm. That please, we still... please make it make sense. Why is that unfortunate? Because every single... This is one thing that in as much as we're all living and what we have in common is life and we've accepted that change is also a constant, mm-hmm. death is as much of a constant as change itself. Right. And we can speak about life and we can speak about change. Mm-hmm. And all of these things are aligned or are are sprinkled with tragedies and and pain and mm-hmm. laughter and sorrow and everything in between. So my question would be what makes death so different? Is it because of the absence and why don't we talk about it because it is going to happen and if we it's like it's like saying we're always looking for ways to not get hurt right yes. and not be in pain so we yes. dance around it we yes. dance around pain we dance mm-hmm. around death as if mm-hmm. we can avoid it right but what happens when we start dancing around with it it's like dancing with your demons i would say right 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 like right. this is like accepting the fact that all that we are mm. right now, all that we have right now is very temporary, you know? Mm. Mm. Change is going to happen. I am living life. I am living, so life is happening. Death is going to happen. Right. And did you know, right. I was thinking the other day, like, do you know mm. death is probably more definitive than life? Because what okay. happens... What did you when- say probably? Why did you say probably? I'm trying to be modest, but it is yeah. true. <laughs> this is me trying to be a good person. Can you give me a chance? All right, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening. Um, imagine if you're expecting a child and it is not your will because it is not your will to lose that child, but that mm-hmm. child doesn't make it. Right. Either it's a stillbirth or whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's those instances is when I say life is not definite as definitive as death. Mm-hmm. The, the baby, unfortunately, was never alive to begin with. Mm. It was just death. Mm. But then again, I mean, that's scientifically, the baby was alive in your stomach. Exactly. But they just I was, I, Man, I, I, I was going to say, what do you mean? Maybe, maybe, we, yeah. So anyway, let's just take the, the, before I start confusing myself like I always do. Mm-hmm. My issue is why we treat death or speak about death in such a taboo kind of 
scenario? Why do you think is it is it societal? Is it spiritual? Mm. Is it? I don't know. Like when you say societal, you mean like it happens in some societies and not in others? Is that what you mean? There are some societies and cultures that celebrate death. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you, you've seen that very popular video from Ghana, right? Where people yes. dance at the funeral, There's right? that it's one like party. And, and and the festival in Mexico. Correct. Yes. Yes. They, that kind of thing. Something that I'm muerto or something like that. There's something going on. I love the word there. something about muerto. So. Yeah, something about something about death. I'm not gonna pretend I know how to speak that. Yeah. <laughs> We're just trying to be cool. It's fine. Right, so let me. I, yeah. Let me so to, let me try to. So maybe you can this. shed some light on this. Um, first of all, uh, I, I think I, something I remembered when you say, you know, what what happens when we stop uh, dancing around it and start dancing with it, like you know, facing kind of. Slash embracing your your demons, right? And um, I remember there's a skit, uh, there's a short film. Uh, you guys can um, you can YouTube it. It's called The Life of Death, right? Right. Uh, this this short film it goes like this, you know. So in the short film, there is this figure or this character that represents death, right? And then everything else around it, which is like the animals, or the, like the setting is that it's in the forest. So, so death is kind of moving around uh, in the forest, and it's kind of like quite, you know, uh, attracted to or very interested in life. So that's the irony, right? Death is interested in life, All right? So it sees like um, different animals moving around, and death will try to kind of like pat the animals, right? And then he will go, he went to a bunny, tried to touch the bunny, the bunny ended up dying. And then death kept on moving. It's like, it's like almost a little confused as to what's going on, you know. Uh, This bunny was unaware that death was even around. The bunny, the death just touched the bunny, the bunny went. Went to another animal, same thing. Went two, three animals. And then I think to a point, Death didn't know its own ability. Uh, it, it didn't know that he was the one that is causing uh, these issues. And then at one point, kind of looked at a deer, and then was attracted, almost like wanted to make friends with the with the deer. But then he realized that he couldn't touch the deer because the deer would also die. So he he would spend his time around the deer. And this deer was the only one that actually didn't run away from death. Like the other deers around ran away. There was only one deer that kind of didn't run away from death. And um, so it keeps on going until the end, whereby when all of the other deers kind of went somewhere else, uh, the only last one that befriended death, looked at death in the eye, so to speak, and kind of allowed death to embrace it. So the deer kind of embraced uh, death. It's quite a sad slash very insightful story. If you wanted to go have a look for yourself, yeah, just look for The Life of Death. It's on YouTube. Um, I don't know if I've done it too much justice, but go have a look for yourself. It's quite it's quite deep. Uh, so yeah. this is in the light and in the, yeah. the, the concept of dancing with your demons or rather facing yeah. death or being I... able to embrace. Yeah, I watched that skit. I found it 
both beautiful and sad at the same time. And I remember thinking I'm, it's also a matter of interpretation. That's why we also would also appreciate if everybody looks at, watches it as well and share their perspective. Mm-hmm. But when I watched it, I felt like um, it wasn't more of death might not have known what she, he was doing but right. he was going about what he was required to do. Right. You know, people, like the animals were there and she knows um, if I touch this person, this person is going to be gone. Like doing his daily work. Mm. But he approaches this deer mm. and the deer looks straight at him. Right. Sort of like, no, but he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, can, really. you, can you see me? <laughs> that kind of scenario because death is so used to people avoiding or yes. or not being present when he's when when he's around yeah and being unaware basically yes. he, yeah, yeah being unaware so he when 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 this particular animal stares straight at him then he's hesitant mm-hmm. and he takes an interest at what kind of life this deer has right and he gets interested in that life that's why he's dancing around him and the deer is okay with it See, I, I like your, I like your interpretation, right? Really, I liked yours. That was like nice. That. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful to me. It was beautiful to me because finally, like all throughout his lifespan, he's been doing his job, but he was very lonely. Mm. And finally, he found um, this A creature fear. that wouldn't run away. Correct. That wouldn't yeah. run away, and he would befriend, and eventually they at some point are in agreement exactly exactly it's time for me to go that acceptance Mm -hmm. and i thought i thought i also saw death like hesitance like no 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 i do want you to live yeah because maybe he appreciated the life that he saw and he didn't want to and him if the died and he embraced him it means he didn't have any creature to his Mm -hmm. to his you know to his kin and that was beautiful and sad for me that he found a friend, but at some point, um, yeah. But then again, this also kind of reminds me of um, Harry Potter 7, mm-hmm. where they were looking for the, um, what were they looking for? They were looking for the... Don't don't, don't ask me. I, I won't uh, be able to help you in this. I forgot... The, I forgot um, the word, but the person who started was Ignatius somebody, but then, so it was the Sorcerer's Stone, the Cloak of his Invisibility, the original story is that one of the brothers stole it to hide from death mm-hmm. because it was cut from death's clothes. So this oh. guy was going around cloaking himself and death could not find him. <laughs> Until eventually the story ends and finally the brother takes off his cloak and he embraces death as an yes, old yes. friend. Yes, 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 yes. There is no, unfortunately, it is very rare to find that kind of acceptance and that kind of um, embrace and that kind of connection with death and be at peace with it. We're always yes. afraid of it. But then I've come to discover that people are mostly afraid of the when and how of dying than death itself. Mm -hmm. 
So going back to that statement. Yes. Ugly truth and the beautiful lie. That life is the beautiful lie. Dying is the ugly truth. Not can death. I, can I? Can I? Um, I? I think I have to. I'm, I'm trying to defend society here, and I like the idea of speaking, like ma- making a common place for people to speak about death and not af- being afraid. Rather, right. just to, for people to understand that death is a natural state of life, right? And my question would be like, why even have that conversation? People already have enough anxiety in the world. They have enough death anxiety or dying anxiety, as you would like to call no, it. They, don't, they never say they have die, dying. They, they're afraid of death. Not Exactly. People are afraid of death. So like, yes. the, fact uh-huh. that, the fact that we, we would like people to actually have a conversation around this, Right, I think the the only reason why people are able to continue living life obliviously is because this topic is not commonplace. Do you think this topic or people having this conversation would actually help? I don't know. How how much do you think this would help? So you're bordering the line where you're saying ignorance is bliss. Yeah, because I mean, okay, but they're not. But okay, they're not truly being oblivious. They know, they're just avoiding it. And the reason I'm saying, I'll give you an example why people, why people should be comfortable talking about it. Because Louis, like, not, not only from an African, but mostly let's talk about the African perspective. How many times has somebody passed and this person was an elderly person in the, in their family or was the Mm -hmm. breadwinner in their family? And I'm talking about a whole, clan or whatever and unfortunately it was a sudden death mm-hmm. and now the family is scrambling for this person's assets and inheritance and it gets ugly why because during the course of this person's life mm. it was not spoken of that mm. preparation you and then at, at funerals you hear people all mostly about shoulda, woulda, coulda. I wish you could have left a will. I wish I could mm-hmm. I could have said something. This wouldn't be happening. Like mm-hmm. how many times? Don't you think that if people were openly talking about possibilities about of how it might go down, people would be better prepared? Okay. I I hear what I hear what you're saying, I but I think you're also conflating two different points here. The reason why, okay, I'll tell you why I say what I say, right? The, the aspects of people talking about death in the light or preparing for death uh, be, be, because they don't want their family to scramble, that's, that's one thing. Uh-huh. Right? That's, one, that's one thing. And I can tell you something. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Australia at the moment. Well, I've been living here for a while, right? People here already have plans for that. Like they have like the death insurance, blah, 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 wills, etc. And I'm pretty sure even in Tanzania, some people have it. Not as many people as probably here, but some people have that, right? But even then, right, these conversations still don't happen. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? People don't talk about death as openly or so that people can prepare about it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, those are two separate points. Okay. Like, I, I understand the, the one that says, look, Let's talk about it. Let's prepare for it, 
right? But, but I, I want to be able to prepare for it. But it's not but, the same as being able to be comfortable with. Yeah. Okay. Topic. So we'll circle back to the being comfortable, being comfortable talking about it in just a second here. But I was just going to add to what you're saying, actually. <laughs> Unfortunately, even having a will and everything doesn't work. Mm -hmm. When money is concerned, it will just get bloody. So it's, yeah. it doesn't help. So I guess I am taking it back and saying even that doesn't help. So yeah. circling back. So the question is here. How do you think if people were more comfortable about their mortality, mm -hmm. we would make better choices? Uh, <laughs> you make, make better decisions about how you want to live and not regret. But then again, most uh, people don't really care because they're like, hey, you only live once. Yep. If I count, I'm going to live my life to the fullest. Yep. It is at the back of their heads, but it's just not conversations, a conversation they want to have. Why do you think that is? Maybe I should ask you because I don't why, know. Why do I think it's a, I mean... To be honest, the why the why is very evident. Right? To be to be honest, the why is very evident. It's still fear. It's out of fear. I think, right? I mean, somebody else maybe in the, and we're not talking yeah. here as we're not here, we're not talking here as psychologists. We're not talking here as any experts in any field. But just from my own uh, experience in my own life, I think I think it's fear. That is what draws people to not have this conversation. Because the, it, it, when you talk about something, right, you're almost, um, you're almost making it real, right? Like de yeah. death, to, death to you is still a myth, right, at the back. Even if you, you know what the funny thing about the conversation about death or death or dying is? The interesting thing is that whenever there is no death around you or you don't experience mm -hmm. much of it, Right, and you live life to you. Death still seems like a myth, even if you see people dying in movies and in other people's lives and everything. If it's not close enough to you, it's still very far from your heart and mind. And that's why these conversations usually don't attract people to talk about them because having a conversation about them makes death real, and people don't Maybe like it. even more real. And people do not like that sort of reality structure. We, we, we don't like the reality of death. We don't like it. Um, I remember even in my own life, right, um, you sometimes go through a period where there is no death for quite a while, and I haven't spoken about death, right? So in my head, this thought of death is very far. Like it's very, it's there, but it's very far in there. It almost doesn't feel real because you've been living for what? I've been living for 33, 34 years now. Is death actually real? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, you you kind of you're asking the wrong person because I think about it every chance I get, and this <laughs> person who ever since I was I don't know how old I was I was just very I've always just been this I don't know melancholic and I always just reflect, mm. and I think most of my decisions are based on the fact. That am I preparing? I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I'm a, I guess I'm a whole different, I'm a different, amongst the different kind of species because mm, mm. I do think about death and I'm very comfortable with it. But here, here's, a, here's a question for you. Right? Yeah. Here's a question for you. 
does that help you? Help me what? So, like, say for example, you you already you already said that this it's kind of like a, almost some it's a bit of a compass sometimes, right? Like mm-hmm. when you know when you know that for certain one day I'm not going to be in this earth, right? Yeah. Uh, then then the, then it's almost like guides you to make some decisions, right? In yeah. life, right? Does that help you? It helps me in the sense that no matter what I do or how my day goes, my last thought would be if I were to drop right now or if I fall asleep and never wake up, mm-hmm. would I have wanted to change anything or do yeah. I really change anything? The, right. answer, the answer is no, I am good. Okay. Okay. That's how, that's how it guides me. I think I just function in a manner that I'm always in constant preparation because in as much as it is frustrating, not knowing the when or the how, mm-hmm. I don't want to um, obsess over that Yeah, because obsessing over that prevents me from just wanting to be. Mm. Now I can just focus on the fact that it is going to happen. And if I, if my time is up, I want to still be able to say, Hey, I Mm. don't regret any of that. No, gotcha. Yeah. So in that way, it is sort of like a compass, Mm. but I have received comments whenever I, do make comments about how it is okay to um, reflect on these things. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, it is termed as why are you having such morbid thoughts? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not even like I, I I'm gonna say this right. Uh, most of the time, whenever I I think though, whenever somebody, because you, 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 the thing is, you're still conf- you're comfortable with the topic the person you're talking to is not comfortable with the topic. Exactly, exactly. So then they, so then they project that yeah. they project their feelings of morbidity about the topic to you, but it's you, yeah. you, you don't even feel like the topic is morbid. In fact, yeah, exactly. you, actually I, use it, you actually use it as a, almost like a compass in your life where you're thinking to yourself. Which is like breathing. Exactly. Yeah, and mostly when I receive such comments... I am more confused <laughs> because I'm like, um, what? Like seriously confused. Like, um, because if, if something is, um, like air, like breathing to me, of course yeah. it's not necessarily for the other person. So because yeah. I am not the other person, it puzzles me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I, is- I get that. I get that. And I and you know me and my the, my facial expressions are like what happened? I'm just so lost <laughs> out here. But then again, that's why and I want to I want to talk about but then but I think I I I understand I can relate to the fact that it's just we prefer it to be so so far out at the yes. back of our heads. Yes. Because, and I want to say two things or raise two points. One, I guess that justifies the reason why, you know, during the entire course of a funeral, mm-hmm. um, 
there's a funeral and we're mourning and then there's a burial. I don't know if the rest of the world, it happens like this, but at home, we've been to funerals at home, Louis. After the burial, your people will turn up. They will go to some weird bar. They will dance and they will drink their hearts yes. out. They, it's like not trying to forget, mm-hmm. or maybe it is, but it's mm-hmm. like we're trying to erase all that sorrow yep. and then just try to get on with our lives. Yep. But yep. <laughs> so what happened this one time in my family was, um, so we usually have, you know, there's the actual funeral thing and then we have that 40 day mm-hmm. memorial something i don't know we call it yeah 40 day memorial so what Arubaini. happened yeah Arubaini. so on the 40th day somebody else passed on the exact day oh no in, way you know same family so we were supposed we were supposed to go to the 40 day memorial we were like um dressed up for the for the memorial and all of us like our grandfather passed um, mm. And we we're going there. We we're going to meet up, but we went to meet up. But it wasn't for that. We were going to mourn my uncle's that he's that's his son wow. who passed on the fortieth day. And you know, when we got there, we didn't start crying. We started laughing. Like this is messed up. Mm. <laughs> so in those moments. Mm. It's like we shove the sorrow aside and just think, this is ridiculous. Yeah. I wish, and unfortunately, I wish we could just, that reality is always there, that it's mm. going to happen. Mm. We're going we're gonna to meet like, but then again, you know, this is our, it's our culture. And I can't help but appreciate how we always come together when these moments happen. Yeah, yeah. The other but... yeah, so I guess that I agree to the fact that we try our best to just shove it hmm. away. I was gonna I was gonna say, like, although um and this is um I, I don't know if this um gonna be part of the things that are in my head, especially when it comes to life and death. So part of life you know you a crazy thing about life is no matter how crazy things get, people usually always try to survive a day, survive two days. Like life is kind of, it makes you that way. It, may, it makes you want to continue it for mo- for the most part, right? If you have to keep pushing through, yes. Co- correct. Because sometimes you can see people going through stuff and they're really still fighting. Like life kind of pulls you that way. You Most of the time, you, you're, you're fighting for it. Mm-hmm. Right? Then... And then on the other side, uh, there is this thing that is a taboo. There is this thing that strikes fear into the hearts of men, children, uh, fathers, daughters, sons, everywhere around the world, right? And uh, up until recently, uh, even though I've been questioning many of the things that you're saying as to the reasons why people you would prefer, for example, for people to talk about um, death, right? And I was thinking to myself, I, I don't know. I mean, I understand why people don't talk about it, um, but uh, I've come to an appreciation of the idea of always being aware, right? And kind of make sure that it's not something that you obsess over, but it is something that you know about and it's not something you are hiding from. 
I believe if you don't, like just as you were speaking earlier with regards to how it helps you with your uh, decision-making, and I think you're not the only one. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people uh, or maybe a few people who are listening to us right now who may be leaning in the direction of, oh, I kind of, I am aware that this thing is there and I want to live the, and it humbles you, right? It doesn't make you cocky because you understand that this life is not promised, you know? And yeah. it doesn't, like, it makes you have empathy it, like, for, some, for, for some people. And I, this is what I hope as well, like, because if you do think about these things, you hope that it, the, it, it, it changes you into the positive light where you're like, okay, before... Yeah. Before I go, I, I want to be, I want to be okay with the life that I've lived. I want to know that I've lived, I've, le I've left a positive impact in the world, like in terms of the people who are around you, and even like, even like extending your circle of influence as well. Once, once you do that, like, uh, I think, I think there are people who actually even do that. Um, it adds meaning to your life and you're always aware of these things and it adds meaning to your life. And because you're adding meaning to your life, you're not going to be scared of death, right? Just like the, just like the deer in the story of life and death, instead of always like running away from it, right? Yeah. Then at one point you can look at it in the eye and be like, you know what? It's okay. I've lived do you think I have two questions for you? Mm -hmm. Do you think um, people being more aware of death will make people less careless it, with so life? That depends, right? And my second question is dealing with death mm. in life. Mm. And this is specifically around how do, do we honor each other? Gotcha. When, like, when we, how do we honor the people who have passed or how do we react or treat each other or treat the other, the whole scenario of mm. death mm. surrounding death? Because there's a lot of things that happen, which I, I, I acknowledge that when we were younger, Mm. We didn't give much thought to it. But now I'm personally in a position to question a lot of things. Yes. So before I dive into that second question, mm. do you think it matters? Like, would it, then we can just, you can just take a minute here to just share yeah. your thoughts on the carelessness. Like, would we be less careless if we were more aware of this inevitability? I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good question. But then, as I think we've already mentioned uh, earlier on in the in this subject, uh, the issue that happens is, I think to me, it depends, right? How how you grew up, how your how your moral compass is set up, and mm -hmm. that 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 is in is a discussion all in itself, you know, because the for some people once they realize this, right? Uh, it makes them think, oh, you know what? If I'm going to go, I might as well do whatever I want. Yeah. Right? And that, and that also comes together with, obviously, 
So say, for example, spiritual backgrounds as well. Right. How, how you grew up, what's your spiritual background like? Um, what was your moral compass like when you're a human being? Sometimes it's not even about your spirituality. It's just like your, your, your moralities and your values. You know, how are your yeah. values like? You know, um, although many of these things are connected, but that's, that's what it is. So as much as I would like to say, you know what, if they did know, then they will make better decisions. I think uh, most of the time, people who are, some people who are aware will make reckless ones. And the other people who are aware, the other half would make like uh, life altering um, in a positive way, good decisions. Right. That's what I think. Yeah, definitely. There, I guess there are a lot of factors that come into play. Yeah. When, when considering all of that, that was a very smart and wise and intelligent answer. So thank you for that. So let's, do this last question and i think we're gonna wrap up soon here um yeah how to live mm. like life during death how to treat each other how to honor those who have passed you know how our different how we we always like you need to cry at a funeral otherwise yeah. you're considered um heartless mm. i've encountered that personally mm. this mm. person had lost their their mother mm. and because she wasn't crying she's like oh she 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 really has a cold heart at the time you know and i was i was away so i was like i don't know but it might i understand how that might look mm. to onlookers mm. but later like a few uh, for a few years later i think maybe last year or something somebody else uh, i knew past elderly woman mm. and with the society we have supportive and everything neighbors went over to the place it was great but some of the comments you hear you know people coming to your house and or you hear your neighbor neighbors talking um i hadn't gone to to the funeral i think i wasn't yeah i hadn't gone yet but the mm. feedback i was getting was like oh this person never came out of her room she just lost her mother she was supposed to come out of her room and and greet the other com the neighbors because they went there for her. Wow! And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? Respectfully, respectfully disagree and strongly disagree. At that point, I was upset. I'm like, I really in my head, I was like, I really don't care if these guys are older and there are mothers and our uncles and whatever. But you cannot say that about somebody who was grieving for their mother. Exactly. You don't know how people grieve. I should go say hello. I should go say hi. My friend, I've, I've just lost one of the most important yeah, And it was society expected her to come outside and greet them. So in mm. my head, I'm like, did these people go to support and show their support? Or did they go to be comforted by the person who actually lost their mother? And to make, like, <laughs> I was so, I was like, you know what? I can't do this hypocrisy. Mm. And I was upset. So my question is, is it okay or do we just go through the motion? And another thing is when we go to funerals, etc., and, you know, there's that part, um, eulogy, mm -hmm. and somebody is saying something about the deceased, our 
the standard is for somebody to read out, you know, this person was born this day, baptized this day, went to school, da, 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 and all the way to what, how did, but they don't actually talk about the person. <laughs> they don't talk about their life. I'm telling you, I, because of the way my mind thinks, I feel like I'm going to write my own eulogy. Haven't you written one already? Um, let me tell you, it's either that or I record myself and then I play it at the funeral, at my funeral. Which one will freak people out more? What do you think? We should, we should do the recording for sure. I'm telling you, like be, from beyond the grave. Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> because I don't want somebody who actually didn't know me to read about me and not talk about who I was. Correct. They, they mostly talk about the checklist. What yeah. boxes did this person check? And the deceased didn't leave any children or my or, or a husband. I mean, come on. <laughs> Let me tell you, there is this. I, I, I went to a sermon once and this person was like, this person never used to come to church, though. Okay. So he's talking about the de deceased not going to church. Okay. I was so upset. Um, but so the proper way of of life in death. Is there a proper way? Is there something that we need to do to change? Can, is it possible? Uh, you know what? Actually, it's just so fitting that we are talking about um, life and death. Because uh, this week we had to bury one of our friends from church, right? And, yeah. Uh, that, that happened on Wednesday. And I remember that that day, so, so this kind of eulogy is different. Uh, so this family is a Samoan family. Right? So, mm -hmm. yeah, so they're, they're ethnics. And it was like the service and the eulogy was was fantastic. It was great. Um, yeah. Especially coming from his, um, from his family, like his, his mother, his auntie, and his wife and kids. It was... Like, I think I understand what you're saying because now I can see from the eulogy given by those people there when we went to the service, it was, it was really like about the person, right? Yeah. It, was not a, it was not a checklist. Mm -hmm. You know, the kids are describing their times with their father, the, the wife describing her time with her husband. Yeah. Um, his mother and his and his um, brothers and uh, what do you call it? Stepbrothers also describing the life it was crazy. Like it was crazy good, very moving, but also I was like, you know what? This paints a picture of the person. Yeah, you can, you can talk about other things, but it really painted a picture of who he was. Yeah. And, and because I also knew him, so I know like this, uh, I know that this is true about him and who he was. Yeah. You know, so in that, right, I, I, if, say, for example, for me, right, so let's continue this morbid topic down its to, to its very end, right? <laughs> I, I, would, I, I would love a sermon or a service to mm. send me off to be something like that. Yeah. You know, where it, 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 was, it was great. Like, if, if, if that person, right, who died could see what had happened, right, they would be like, you know what, I was truly honored here today. Yeah. 
I was truly, I mean, of course, the dead don't speak, right? But you'll be like, you know what? I was truly honored here today. Not yes. Honest, but by people who know me and stories that actually revealed who I was. Yeah. So when you're saying we're celebrating this person's life, they celebrate his life in, in, its, in all its authenticity. 100%. Like yeah. all the singing that happened there. Yeah, it was sad, right? Because you lose someone, it's sad. But, right? then you get together. And I think the, well, I guess to get to the end of, of a life, uh, it, it, it is a mourning and a celebration, right? And I think, yeah. I, I, that's how I think it should be anyway. That should be, and that should be okay. Yeah, it's a mourning and a celebration. Some points, right, you remember and it hits you and then you break down. And other times, because you're not alone, you're with other people, they are holding your hand, etc. You sing, and you celebrate the life of the person. So you can you can go from highs to lows and that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that that, that that is that is my take on that. Well, uh, I appreciate you sharing that and sharing in this beautifully morbid topic. Of course. But I think it's it's gained it's it's very um insightful and I hope um our listeners can relate. Mm. And we would love to hear about your experiences, your thoughts. I know a lot of times you you want to say something in certain moments and you're frustrated, but you keep quiet because it's not, air quote, appropriate. So I hope you can share that with us, um, mm. what it is like in your culture, um, mm. what are things you would like to see change, mm. stories, um, how you feel about, you know, living life to the fullest, how to give more meaning to your life, how do you feel about the fear of death and mm. fear of dying? I call it fear of dying. Yeah. Um, and all of those stories. So um, we are looking forward to learning more from you on this. Um, Louis, do you have anything else to add? No, I think that was a really good summary. And uh, yeah, we're, we're going to go now. Until next time. Huh? Until next time, everybody. Bye. ladies and gents we hope you enjoyed our conversation today and remember the more we understand each other the more empathetic we become so follow us and subscribe to slow wisdom on jamit and get a new episode every wednesday and more content during the week until then keep seeking slow wisdom in this fast-paced world don't go don't go wait just wait wait um Please also let them know they can get us coffee and please don't forget to rate us on whatever podcast you're listening to this episode.